as you and I were listening to this gospel, and we heard the words that the master spoke to those two first servants, did we not find our hearts wanting also to hear these words spoken to us? How wonderful it will be for you and I at the end of our life, or if we're here at the end of the world, to hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Come, enter your master's joy. Because we want to hear those words, we listened very carefully on what the Lord is calling us to do, which is to invest what he has deposited within us. Because he has given to all the children of God an amazing gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the very love of God poured into our hearts. And we are called to invest this. I'll never forget when I was serving the two parishes down south, Pine Island and Zambroda. I was a seminarian at the time. And these two seventh graders, Anna and Shelby, came into the office one day and they could not wait to tell me of something they started doing after school on certain days. They would go to the nursing home a few blocks away and they would visit the residents in that home. And they would try to find the ones who did not get many visitors. And can you imagine how special that was to see those two girls walking into your room? It would make your day. I'll never forget how aglow their faces were. They were tasting the Master's joy because they were investing this gift of God into the lives of others. I was listening to a, uh, a talk given by a Christian counselor years ago and at one moment she said, if you are ever feeling downcast, if you are feeling discouraged or depressed, think of the most loving thing that you can do and then do it. And I thought, my gosh, that is great advice. And so simple how quickly that would take a person out of themselves again and renew the joy of the master in their hearts. This is what makes our celebrations of the mass so beautiful, 
so festive because we bring the joy of spending ourselves, of investing that love that has been poured into us into the lives of the people around us. And there's so many ways we do this. And this is what we've been doing all throughout this week. And we come here now to offer God a joyful thanksgiving. Thank you, God, for all the ways that you've helped me to invest this gift you have placed within me. Jesus, thank you. This is why I can't wait till we can start up the congregational singing again so we can express this joy and gratitude with song and fill this place (laughs) with our voices once again. Perhaps we've also come here today feeling depleted because we've done this, feeling tired and weary, feeling like we need to be refreshed by the living Word of God, by the gift of Jesus in the Eucharist. We need the Lord to love us in this way so that we can go out and do this again throughout this next week. It's because we want to live in this joy now and know it eternally in the life to come. Why Jesus wants us to be very careful about those various sins that keep the treasure buried within us, that keep it locked up on the inside. And Jesus mentions one in the gospel parable, sloth. The sin of sloth. It is a sadness and an aversion toward anything that requires effort and work. And it, and it can turn a person's life into one that is very selfish and self-centered, where we only do what is fun, what pleases us, what we enjoy, what makes us feel good. But when it comes to the things that really matter, we don't want to put forth the effort. That's one of the effects of sloth. We also know that sloth can hide itself under activity. A person can seem really busy, and yet there can be a spiritual sloth where they are avoiding the things that they ought to do, like prayer, like spiritual reading, and other things that leave deeper enduring graces and blessings. What are some other forms of sloth or sins that keep the treasure buried? One of them is self-pity. Another one is unforgiveness, anger, resentment, prejudice, 
or judgment on other people is another way that we choose to withhold love, to not reach out our hand. Fear of what love will cost. This keeps it back as well. Fear of conflict, fear of rejection, or fear of failure. These are other things that keep this gift of love locked up on the inside. At these moments, we all know that we need mercy. And perhaps today on this altar, we bring our gratitude for the moments of mercy that we needed when we fell into these sins, when we buried the treasure. And now today, we're so grateful that Jesus lifted us out of that place like he said to Lazarus from the tomb, come forth, begin to love again. Love through the pain. Love through the fear. Love through the hurt. No matter what you are feeling, give your lives in love. And we know that this is one of the laws of the gospel that the gifts God gives us only grow and increase when they are given away. And we all know this, rather than burying it in the ground. Isn't it beautiful now that Jesus is going to come to us in the Eucharist? He doesn't bury his love in the ground. He gives absolutely everything, just pours himself out to us, Here's my body. Here's my blood. Filling us anew. So that what? We can say to all the people in our life, in all the acts of kindness, thoughtfulness, forgiveness, patience, understanding, here's my life that I want to lay down and pour out for you whoever that you is. That way we will taste the master's joy, a foretaste of what we will hear one day. Well done, good and faithful servant. Come, enter the eternal joy of Jesus Christ. Amen.